0: talent influence that's what we're here to recognize a movement that lives right in our own backyard Southwest Florida Florida. so put your glasses up let's give a toast toast to the innovators toast to the creators toast to the go-getters the people who wake up every day with a passion to create not for themselves but for the benefit of the community a community that has no limits so let's kick back and toast toast, to the good fellas Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenas tardes, buenas noches, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody listening, Southwest Florida and around the nation, this is episode 10 of Toast to the Goodfellas, thank you for listening once again. Episode ten man. Episode ten. That's crazy.
1: Ooh, wait, I'm I'm your first double digit. Double, double digits. We digits Ooh, double, double digits, digits up in here. Lucky <laughs> yeah. number ten.
2: Well you, you heard the voice of our guest already. Well so let's go ahead and introduce her. Uh, we got here Favi. The owner of Fabi Cakes.
1: Hello, hello. She mm-hmm. is
2: the one stop shop for all things deliciously sweet. Oof. From cookies to cakes mm. and everything in between.
1: Oh, that's me.
0: Right? That sounds good. That I'm sound your good?
1: pastry plug. There you go. I'm your honey bake hustler. That's, hey, that's, I'm your cake dealer. That, that's dangerous.
0: That's <laughs> dangerous for people Dude. like me. And me too, bro. <laughs> You're telling too. me. Yeah. My
1: bakery's in my house. Like <laughs> I go midnight trolling for like Oreos and it's bad. Yeah,
0: I um I actually stopped buying sweets because. Usually, when I buy sweets, like when I buy the little bag of donuts, I forgot what it's called. <gasps> Them li- they don't last no. past one day. Them for little me. Debbies? Yeah, or the little Debbies or something. Or like, like the that.
1: white powdered sugared ones. No, like, I
0: get the glaze. Oh, I get the, the glaze. The yeah. gla- you can never go wrong with you the glaze. Every time I buy that at Walmart or something, mm-hmm. I, I end up mm-hmm. eating it the night of, and it's just, yeah, I'm like, you know what? I don't think this is good for my love handles. I don't think this is good yeah, for right. my heart. You know, I, I'm like, I, I just You know stopped. what
1: just killed me is that Ben and Jerry's just came out with a just the cookie dough bites bag that you can get where it's it's just a bites It's just a cookie dough. So you can literally like toss handfuls of frozen cookie dough bits in your mouth and I'm like, Oh, this is and I'm like, Well, I gotta test it out for research, you know, I gotta see what's out there. And oh, it was bad. It lasted like two days, not even. And that was with self control.
0: You start sweating out like chocolate chip cookies. (laughs) 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 The next morning you smell like
1: cookie dough.
0: I I mean that starts to cycle all over
1: again. I got vanilla coming out my pores. Oh my god.
0: (laughs) Girl, like
2: for me, when I eat too much sweets, like the amount of guilt that that comes across my whole body, Uh, I'm like, why did I do that? I'm not, you know, 21 anymore. I can just
0: eat whatever I want, man.
2: Indigestion and shit like that's real
0: nowadays. You talk about me, like I used to always be skinny, and now every time I gotta watch what I eat because like. All the food adds up to my stomach and doesn't go anywhere else in my body. Mm-hmm. It's annoying yeah. as hell. <laughs> That's yeah. me with Buffletop. pasta.
1: I can eat one bowl of pasta and I'll gain like ten pounds the next day. <laughs> so like, but like I can smash potatoes. There's some starches that like I'm like something in my DNA lets me have it, but pasta was like a weakness for me. And like I got a real health kick last year and and lost like 45 pounds, wow. um, really. And like that was starting my business. Some of that was just working around the clock. Mm-hmm. Some of that was very intentional, like watching what I ate and really being mindful um, and getting on a plan with like my doctor and stuff like that. Cause mm-hmm. I had health stuff that I was trying to to tackle um, that I really thought the, the weight off my joints would help. Like I felt good. Like mm-hmm. I felt like I looked good. Like I'm, I was really grateful that, like, even I've been sick my whole life. So, like, even swole, I was like, I got this. (laughs) like I'm good but like it was really from like a health standpoint where I was like I want to get I want my joints to feel better I want to be more active if I'm going to be a business owner I've got to be able to like sustain like Mm -hmm. physically I have to be able to sustain Mm -hmm. so um, but man it's hard I was like I'm a baker like this is this is gonna be like tough yeah. man like I except mean, will had to mm-hmm. kick in
2: i totally understand where you are coming from but at the same time think about it this way like look at look at that obstacle you had to overcome yeah you know what i mean it was just one of many obstacles yeah. i'm sure you had to overcome being an entrepreneur and owning your own business mental yeah. toughness mental toughness oh, is yeah. definitely a huge yeah. part yeah
1: that's that's essential i mean yeah, and and having like com- the right communities, having the right teams. Like mm-hmm. I've got a amazing doctor that helps me with my health. I've got amazing communities that help me keep on my mental health. I've mentors that help me that I go to for business. Like mm-hmm. I found last year that like communities, having the right communities for the right things that you're struggling with or that you're ambitious about, were really important. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not not one person or one thing is gonna like teach you everything you know. Sometimes you have to really um, find different avenues and tools to, to tackle different obstacles mm-hmm. that come in your life, especially as an entrepreneur. You get tossed everything.
2: Absolutely. And it's awesome that you bring up the community aspect of things mm. because building a sense of community is one of the things that we wanted to do as hosts of this podcast. Yeah. Um, and I know Alan could attest to this as well. Is Southwest Florida isn't the only community that you know this podcast reaches. It reaches mm-hmm. You know, way beyond Southwest Florida, because people in this particular area, their stories are relatable yeah. and and that's what we're really here to talk about is your story and where where it all started from, where it all started from so we wanted to ask you where you're from and how did you end up here in Southwest Florida.
1: So originally I was born in the Virgin Islands. I was born on an island called St. Thomas, um, but we moved away when I was two and a half. Um, my parents had lived down there for like 20-something years. They did charter boats. Um, they did a, a number of different things, but I was the youngest of three. So having three kids on a small island, eventually it got a little bit taxing. So mm-hmm. my dad was um, an up-and-coming, um, really smart salesman. He was a, captain, a boat captain, but he ended up um, creating a whole dive program and water sports program for a, a resort down in the Virgin Islands and um, got into the hotel industry and we got transferred to Tennessee. So I grew up in Hendersonville, Tennessee, home of Johnny Cash, um, right <laughs> north of Nashville um, and lived there for 10 years. Then we moved to Massachusetts for four and then they were like, we gotta, cause my dad grew up in Massachusetts. So all that side of my family was up there. And then they were like, we gotta get out of the snow. Like I'm <laughs> done with this. So they moved, we moved here my junior year. Um, And I remember being so... Pissed at first only because I was just about to turn 16. In Massachusetts, you can't get your license until you turn six. You can't get your permit until you turn 16. Mm-hmm. But you only have to have your permit for six months. Mm-hmm. And I moved here right when I turned 16, and you have to have your permit for a year. So I didn't get my license uh, till I was 17, which might know. be why I'm kind of a bad
0: driver. But <laughs> I mean, you did run out of gas I on I did way run way. out of gas. <laughs> Yo, you guys are so you didn't call me savage. Out on this. So savage. But mean, eight, eight, I'll take that, it. That, I'll, that, take that, it. That, I'll take <laughs> it. That, no, to be fair, That's happened to me several times. So, no, and you guys are so
1: kind and like patient with me. You guys are so sweet and like, just be safe. I'm like, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so, so sorry. Trust me. That's like, I respect people's time. So, like, I really do. And like,
0: I I, that's nowhere near embarrassing mm -hmm. at all. Like, I was like, all right, cool. Like, it happens. Like, I I like to non I. about it so nonchalantly because it's happened to me before yeah right? yeah and plus yeah. the cool.
2: owner of the studio josh baker he's awesome host man he, he's super yeah, talented absolutely here appreciate him. recording so we gotta shout him out all the time every single time man we gotta shout him out yeah, he's, he's I... so patient you know he knows what he's doing he knows how to get shit done so i definitely I appreciate... admire that aspect of him
1: i appreciate all y'all's patience and understanding i really do
2: so again, this is all about you. We want to get to know you. So we're gonna keep relating it back yeah. to you, relating it back to Southwest Florida. Yeah. So I yes. want, i have a, I have a, a question for you, and it just relates to you as a person. So if you could describe yourself in three adjectives, mm-hmm. what would those three adjectives be, and why?
1: All right. Well, see, i, I, I
2: put you on the hot seat.
1: No, no. <laughs> um, the three adjectives I would say at this this current stage of my life um, are grateful. Ambitious and willing. Um, I'm. I'm so eternally grateful for. Um, All of the amazing mentors I've had in my life up until this point, and and just that I've had surrounding me. Like I've got an OG set of family that just are like hardworking, like people that lead by example. Mm -hmm. Like my older brother, my older sister, they're just incredible. My mom and dad, like really hardworking people um, that just showed me, you know, and and allowed me to be who I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was really lucky. And and I've I've met a lot of people who weren't so lucky. Lucky and yeah. how they were brought up, and um, and so I'm super grateful for that. Like my my parents will still be like, oh, we messed up here and there, and I'm like, no, no, no. y'all did, y'all did phenomenal. Like <laughs> believe me, like I appreciate it. You're human, because yeah. as I get older too, like, and I have friends that have kids, I'm like, oh damn, you're just people. Like parents are just people, all right? Yeah. Like yeah, they just um yeah.
0: they just have kids. Yeah. yeah,
1: and like, but I I had a great support system with my family. I have I have a great support system with my friends. And then I've had really great mentors and, and I'm just, um, gratitude and I'm grateful for this community. This community is so inspiring. Um, I've, Mm -hmm. I've met so many people in this creative community that just have had my back in ways and like for, I'm grateful for platforms like this that I get to like highlight my business or talk about, you know, like let people get to know me in Mm -hmm. a different way. Um, and I'm grateful for other entrepreneurs that are out there, like getting after it, like makes you not feel alone, you know, so I'm super grateful. Um, I try to be really ambitious. I've been that way my whole life. Sometimes to my own detriment, because like my mind's like, oh no, I got that, and then like I try to do that, and like I'm still gonna do it. I'm still gonna try, but I'm like, ooh, okay, a girl bit off a little bit more than she could chew. But I'm making it work. I'm making it work. Like I'm gonna wave my way through this. Um, but uh, you know, I try to stay very ambitious. Um, I'm trying to be a little bit more realistic about those ambitions and just do the work. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes my dreams are bigger than, you know, my realities, but, I try to keep that balanced as much as possible um, and then willing you know this last year've I've been on a really big um, searching journey to to discover things about myself um, and and learn more about myself and be willing to face the things that I need to face mm-hmm. and grow in the ways that I need to grow and a lot of times that growth comes from you know facing hard realities about yourself and and eating some Truths about yourself, but doing it in ways that are really like healthy and and kind to yourself, um, and just being willing and open to possibility, to meeting new people, to um, whatever life really brings you. You mm-hmm. know, um, so I'm trying to be really willing. Um, but the three the three words that I'm trying to work towards are are grateful, balanced, and um, and. When I had it,
2: it's always when you know you you think you have it where it just fleets your mind.
1: Yeah. No. Oh, and free. Remote. There you go. Those are the three that I'm working towards. I'm not quite there, mm. but grateful. I want to always keep. Um, I'm working on being more balanced and i'm really really working hard at being free like mm-hmm. fully free i'm 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 a lot there in my, my mindsets but i still have those little things that kind of hold me back or those fears that come up that i think will always be there but like mm-hmm. working towards really feeling free is that that's my next goal in this next decade that's is awesome. to be there
2: well you're definitely in a in a country where you can be free and do what you want to do. yeah, I mean so that's definitely uh, also brings it back to being grateful. yeah you know what I mean um, but where did this, you know love for cooking and baking come mm-hmm. from?
1: I was a really, really picky eater as a kid, yeah, a horrifically picky <laughs> eater. Um, and uh, I was a super sugar addict, like big yeah. time. like I liked. Yeah. Any, like the only, and even like the only fruits and vegetables I ate were like carrots and apples, which are just straight sugar, anyways. Um, (laughs) So, carrots are straight sugar? Carrots are straight sugar, man. Really? Yeah,
0: absolutely. I I never knew that. I thought, I thought, they're good for the eyes, apparently. They are. Is it a myth? Is it a myth or is it really good for the eyes? Uh, no, it's I, good for the eyes it is. Yeah. yeah yeah it's like, it's the, like scientifically, it's proven. scientifically proven yeah, yeah
1: it's and one it's, of the the nutrients that's in it. I mm-hmm. can't remember the name of it. I'd be pulling it up man. Yeah.
0: but they also say fish is also good yeah. for the eyes
2: I mean, I don't know about that one. I only know about carrots because I work with uh you know uh. Ophthalmologist's office, so I had to look that up. I'm here bit, eating. Currently. I'm here
0: eating baby carrots, thinking that man.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I'm mean i not saying that okay. they're necessarily like bad for okay, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I eat baby carrots all the time with some hummus or just like snacking yeah, yeah, on yeah, yeah, them. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, they definitely condense down into sugar. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah. but yeah, and I loved art and sculpture. I, I really like. I just loved art in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and. My mom signed me up for one of those. I had my mom sign me up for one of those um, Michael's, like the store Michael's, those those little Mm -hmm. like Wilton cake decorating classes. So I took one of those and I kind of was growing up in the the dawning of the age of um, Food Network Channel. Like, it was when that really was taking off, and uh-huh. they had a lot of cake decorating um, competition shows that they would put on there. Yeah. And then YouTube came about, and, like, there's just became, like, endless YouTube videos. So mm-hmm. I just started teaching myself. And um, But in the beginning, it was definitely, like, a way to, like, get to play with food and play <laughs> with sugary food and, like, be like, no, Mom, this is art. <laughs> this is me following a passion. Mm-hmm. And then um, as I got older, I would just make um, d- cake Cakes for friends, kids, birthdays, or for weddings, or different things like that, and. Um it just kind of started to blossom and flower, into to to becoming known for it.
2: Mm-hmm. So you must like that the great Brit was the the Great British Baking Show.
1: I have watched a little yeah. bit of that. Yeah. yeah, you
2: like that show? <laughs> I do. Okay, okay. I everybody like, to everybody that I know that watches that show is like, yo, you got to watch it. It, it <laughs>
1: is a good show. I, I don't watch as much TV anymore now, but uh, but when I do catch it, it is really good.
0: Yeah, I used to watch Chopped. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, Chopped yeah. is, is Chopped was really entertaining. Yeah, yeah. the <laughs> fact that how they can make whatever is in the basket within ten minutes, mm-hmm. dude, is is like ten minutes, ten fifteen minutes, something mm-hmm. like that. It's mm-hmm. the
1: best way to do it. You yeah. get like creative it's when sane. you're when you're limited.
0: Yeah. I w- r- Weird side note, when I was on the plane
2: going to New York, I was watching this show. It's called, I think, Gordon Ramsay Uncharted. It's on Disney Mm. Plus. And he basically goes to these different countries and um, works with like a famous chef in the area that he knows. Yeah. And they have like a competition to like make a, a native dish. Um, Based upon the ingredients That are in the actual area And then at the end of the week You know They make that They make that feast For everybody Mm -hmm. And like in the first episode Or whatever I think he goes to Like um the sacred valley and he like tries like high altitude fruits and he you know he he has to go over this uh, this mountain and like uh lassoon a cactus and <laughs> get like a bug out of that cactus because that bug is like used in as an ingredient for certain so dishes good. and like he had to learn all these things and then put together a, a plate that was native to that area for the people of that area so they were yeah. judging him based upon uh, the ingredients that he used and bro that that show like opened my that eyes in terms so of like the different good. foods
0: Do you use any special type of ingredients for any of the things that you bake?
1: Um... One of my, I, I have a really good cocoa powder that I used that I searched a long time for because I really wanted to do brownies. Mm-hmm. Um, but box brownies are so dang good <laughs> that I was like, I'm not going to make a brownie until I can make a brownie better than a box brownie. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just why, yeah. you know, like why? Um, so I searched high and wide for like a really good cocoa um, and then Kerrygold butter. Kerrygold butter, Kerrygold butter, carry gold butter.
0: You know what that is, you know Alan? No, but it sounds very unique. No, <laughs> you can get it. No,
1: you can get it at Publix. It's really? just a brand of butter, but it's a higher fat content. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an Irish butter, and um, they come in little gold bars. Um, so I was calling my bricks. I'm always like, I got gold bricks. bricks. Gold like no. like I stack them up bite, in my. Bite down. <laughs> Um, but I'm always like, like stacks on stacks on stacks. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it's 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 funny because like I I have a side dog sitting business where I do in home overnight dog sitting, um, and uh, I was staying in all these really nice houses. And I'm I'm super curious about brands, so I always try to pay attention to, especially um, a lot of my clientele. They're they're really um, mindfully. And, and they enjoy their lives. They're, it's not like they're just egregious. Like, a lot of them are very wealthy, but they they really care about the things that they put in their home. Like, yeah. they're really amazing people, and I've learned a lot from them. But, like, it's interesting when you stay in somebody's home and you cook in their kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would pay attention to, like, the brand of zester they used uh-huh. or, like, the the different products that they used and and why they got them. And then every single home I went into, they were using Kerrygold butter. And I was like, okay, <laughs> what's up with this butter? Like, I got to check this out. So I baked a batch of cookies with it and I was like, oh, that's what's that's, up with this, this butter. Hype, that's
0: what the hype was about. All right. Okay, all okay. right.
1: And it's it's more expensive significantly than regular butter, but I can't make a better buttercream without it. I can't make a better cookie without it and I can't make a better brownie without yeah, it. Yeah,
0: that's the type of butter you use where you eat that one cookie it turns into like 15 easily. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's so
1: good. And I'm about like quality, like especially once I started getting mindful about what I was consuming, I'm like, okay, like if you're going to eat a dessert, make it like phenomenal, make it worth every calorie you're putting in your body, make it worth every, like, make it really decadent and make it something that is like a gift to yourself Mm -hmm. because like, there's nothing worse than when you're just like consuming mindlessly and like, you're like, why did I even eat that? That wasn't even that good.
0: Count blessings not calories Yes <laughs> man
1: And like make it make it something that's like Something you can't do for yourself You know like I hate going out And having a meal and it's like I could have cooked this better at home mm-hmm. And like paid half the price mm-hmm. Like that shit pisses me off <laughs> I don't want to do that
2: It's like that sponge cake that you had That one time at the restaurant right Oh Alan? yeah
0: yeah that was, I forgot, oh, it was uh, Naples Coastal Kitchen. Yeah, they go. had one of the best desserts I've ever had, honestly. Um, what
2: was it called? Yeah. Florida, Sun- Florida Sunshine, Florida Cake. Sunshine yeah, Cake. Florida Sunshine yeah, Cake. Florida Sunshine yeah,
0: Cake, it was yeah. Was, yeah. Bomb. But I Favi's. Decided. when I went to Shea's session, mm-hmm. um, I think. Shout it was, out to Shay. Yeah. Shout out to Shea. Third episode, Art <laughs> for the Soul. <laughs> yeah, Check it out. Yeah, Check yeah, it yeah, out. She's there.
1: amazing. Um, <laughs> yes.
0: So it was like three or four months ago. She had free samples of brownies, and I'm talking about real. Real brownies, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah, exactly. Brownies, cupcakes. Dude, I couldn't stop eating it, I swear. It was oh, it was thank absolutely you. just a day thing. I had to I had to I had to get escorted out. Had, <laughs> someone had to grab my shoulder and be like, hey, it, you've had it. Come on, let's go. Let's, let's go. I'm like, Look, Man, I, you're I cut just, off. These, these these are good. I'm here like with like with like fudge like smudged on my teeth and all that. <laughs> I'm oh, like, yo, that hey. Like, happy. It was it was absolutely fire
1: Thank you that, that funny.
0: So back
2: to your journey of, you know, becoming a baker
1: Yes
2: And you're, you're more than just a baker But that's just one side of, yeah. of, of the many faces of Favi So tell us a little bit more of how, you know, being into those Food Network shows And your parents supporting you and letting yeah. you cook, you know, uh, make these desserts How did that translate into eventually, you know, owning your own business?
1: So, um, I've worked in restaurants since I was like 14. Like I started as like a a food scraper at the restaurant my mom waited tables at. And then I was a bar back and then I was a busser and like, I've broad shoulders and pretty strong. So I was one of the few female bussers that they'd get. Cause I was hauling trash out and just, I did basically every job you could do in a restaurant. I later became a server and worked at, um, a breakfast restaurant on Sanibel and I had really amazing mentors there. Um, they owned the rest they own and I still work for them. Um, but they own, um, the restaurant and a pub boutique in the same little plaza. So I started working at both and I got to know both of them individually and together. And, um, they're my mamas. They're, they're, and my mom worked there at one point too, but, um, they really started to teach me what it meant to be, Um, a family at at a place, what it meant to be an owner of Mm -hmm. a business that was successful because they were working harder than anybody in that place. And they worked twice as hard so that the servers and everybody there could make as much money as possible Mm -hmm. so that we could live really well. At like 18, I was doing better financially than most of my family, most of the people I knew because I I just got in at a really great place and Mm -hmm. was taking really good care of. And, um, they, that showed me what, um, what it, who, the type of boss I wanted to be, the type of worker I wanted to be. Um, and I really just started soaking up like everything that I could from them. Mm -hmm. And, um, they started teaching me about community service and, and volunteering and giving back. So every year they did a big, um, they do a big, Thing called the the Howl Oween Party. Um, it's it's we put on this big production for like a d- pet costume contest, mm-hmm. and we raise money for Gulf Coast Humane Society or Lee County um, Domestic Animal Services. We've done a couple of different charities throughout the years, but um, I started volunteering at it. And since I was already baking at home, I would bake cupcakes for that event every mm-hmm. year, and everything that I would sell, I would donate um, as my portion. Um, so I kind of became known as like the Cupcake Girl. Um... <laughs> And then I just knew I always wanted, like I always had an entrepreneur spirit. Like I worked at two restaurants at a time so I could buy my house. I was dog sitting on the side. I was, you know, just doing random. Like basically, if you were willing to pay me money to do it, I, and like I could figure out how to do the craft or whatever it was you needed, I was like, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> mm, uh huh. Yeah. No, I can Straight figure. I can right figure there. that out, and I'd like go home and YouTube it, and just yeah. like, you know, I would just figure it out. I was. I was always trying. Trying to learn something new or do something new. I always joke that like I was the the guy from the Andy Griffin show who's like uh, who's the Who's the mayor? Here's my card. Who's the gas station owner? Here's my card. You know, was like uh, just just tell me what you need and I got you. There you go. But that's my mom mm-hmm. all the way. But um, through the years, I became known as the Cupcake Girl. And then when I really approached my my mentors with um, wanting to start something of my own, um, I I sat down with them and we kind of had a meeting and went over the kind of different game plans that I had set forth. And they were like. You know, this is something that creatively you love, that you're known for. It's already part of your personal brand. You know, I think this is the avenue that that you seem to want to go in, and and it was. So, wow. um, that's really kind of how Fobby Cakes became born.
2: Okay, so if you were gonna describe just Fabi Cakes, what's the first word that pops up in your mind? Mm. Like, give us a quick little elevator pitch.
1: Delicious. Oh, an elevator pitch. Um,
0: Scrumptious. Yeah. <laughs> Scrumptious.
1: Um, you know, really what Favi Cakes is to me is a creative collaboration of of desserts and storytelling mm-hmm. um, because I was a cake decorator before I was a baker, um, but I was a chef before I was a pastry chef. And um, I... I really try to tell a story through the artistry of what I do, mm-hmm. because um, if you're gonna if you're gonna pay good money for desserts, if you're gonna pay good money for a wedding cake, for whatever it is you're getting for for your event. Um, it it should be it should be a collaboration between the the baker and the uh, and the client in my eyes I, I my goal is to to tell your sto- love story to tell your event story when i collaborate with visual artists i want to highlight your artwork and show you what i see mm-hmm. in you what i see amazing about you through what i do when i partner with musicians i try to do the same thing it's I try to take pieces of what inspires me about somebody I'm working with Mm -hmm. and bring it to life through the artistry of what I do. Um, At the basis, it has to be delicious. I hate, I hate, hate, hate when I see cakes that are visually pretty, but I'm like, that's 90% inedible because it's got too much fondant, because I know it's gorgeous, but like... it has to taste good. It's food at the yeah. end of the day. It's food, and it has to taste good. Yeah. Make the artistry important. It is equally important, but it has to taste good. So I really try to see it as an artistic expression and storytelling of of how I can highlight the people that I'm I'm trying to uplift through my work and that I'm being inspired by.
2: Yeah. Would you say that that you know that translation of storytelling kind of drives you to keep going forward with your business?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's the people. Cuz there's so many times that I've been like, oh, I can't do this anymore." <laughs> you know, but like then a customer will come to me and like be like, "I loved what you did with that and I I have a, you know, a bridal shower and it's just really important." And and then I get inspired all over again. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, "Oh my gosh, or they'll tell me the theme of it." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Ooh, what can I make off that? Or I have a, I have a client right now who's been ordering a lot of my um, I do these naked cakes and. Um, she just kind of gives me free reign to do. She like orders them like like every other week for like her kids or her office and mm-hmm. she's amazing and I, I'm so appreciative of her but she gives me these like incredible inspira- little inspirations and like it just it sets my creative mind ablaze and then I'm like oh what can I create? Like ooh I'm going to make a cheesecake I'm going to throw some basketballs on it or I'm going <laughs> to do some sneakers or I'm mm-hmm. going to do something like you know it's just fun. Mm-hmm. I get to creatively express myself and I'm grateful for that. I have to have that
0: for my birthday. I want a cake with Jordan sneakers on it, dude. Oh, I
1: got you. I got you. Like all day. I have with a some, whole like, sneaker gems. reference book specifically for that. Really? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Be, be Cause
0: awesome. I Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: I like I, I I I'm good friends with and collaborate a lot with like um, Drew from the Atomic Kicks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout and out like to Drew. I shout out to cannot. Drew. I he won't let me sleep on like making mistakes about like being inaccurate about my sneakers if i'm <laughs> if i'm drawing that up he'll be yeah. like mm, now you know you messed up that toe on that No, yeah. <laughs> like, nah, I, I gotta, just about I gotta to be say something on about point if it's
0: your expertise you are very picky about it. it's just how you're picky about oh, the yeah. cakes and all that from where you see in other restaurants or wherever you go like that it's just cardboard you know what i mean yeah. it's not there's no butter what was that butter that you mentioned earlier? Kerrygold. Oh Kerry my gold. god! It's that Kerrygold. Yeah, yeah, that exactly. high
1: fat content.
0: Hell yeah, hell yeah. That's that's all, that's, yo, the, that's the only way to make it delicious. It's yeah. like a that's whole one different one way to make color it too. It really is like a
1: golden, yo, golden yo, butter. Yo,
2: fuck around, give Alan goosebumps over here. <laughs> I'm, here I'm sweating, y'all. Alan, I'm sweating right now.
1: That Kerrygold <laughs> I'm, butter. I'm sweating.
2: We got those bricks of
1: Kerrygold
0: <laughs> butter. Trusting oh. right now, Jesus. Yeah. Butter. So, so you
2: pretty much been in Southwest Florida a long time. Right? Pretty wrong? much
1: my whole adult life okay. since I was 16. So
2: would you say that the area kind of influenced you a lot to, you know, be an entrepreneur?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, I There's so much opportunity here. And I've lived in Cape since I was, uh, I think I had just turned 19 when I moved to Cape. And I was renting a house there. And it was right when the economy, the housing market had really crashed. and um I, at, at that age, I was really like gearing up to buy a house. Like mm-hmm. I, I had, I was like, I'm either gonna graduate college by 21 or I'm gonna buy a house by 21. And once I realized like I was working full time and I wasn't going to school, mm-hmm. um, I was I really started like, no, I'm gonna buy a house. And everyone was like, no, you're not. And I'm like, nah, I am. And then the housing market crashed and I was like walking my dogs on the street I was renting a house at and like saw this house that was for sale. Peeped the little flyer on it. And I was like, oh, oh, they giving houses away? All right. All right. I like made a couple phone calls, hooked up with a friend who knew a realtor, Mm -hmm. got on the line with them. It was listed for even lower than that at the time, uh, like on the actual MLS. And like I was just like, "Okay." I sat down in some meetings. I was like, what do I got to do? I was like, you tell me what I have to do to get that house, and and I'll get it done. And it took me took me like three or four months to get all my ducks in a row mm-hmm. to really like. And I was like claiming every penny I made as a server, which most servers don't. Um, and like really just trying to do everything I could to make sure that I could I could have it happen. And um, and it was—I it. Was, I was in escrow for, like, six months. It was miserable. Like, I put down, like, some of the down payment, but it was trying to go into foreclosure. And I was like, no, this is my house. Like, I'm getting it. They kept putting the foreclosure sign in the in the yard, and I kept going and ripping it out. <laughs> I was like, no, it's my house. Um But yeah, but like seeing the opportunity that that allowed Cape because that really changed the tides of Cape where it was like an older community. And then all of a sudden all these younger people would move there. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I just like I could see like what the possibility for it was. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, there's going to be a whole shift here. Like there's going to be a whole shift in this whole demographic and there's going to be a ton of opportunity for people if they take advantage of it. And, um, and it got me really, really excited and it got me um, really inspired to want to be a part of it. Um, so I, I kept trying to work really hard so that when I was finally ready, I wasn't going to like miss out on it. Mm -hmm. And then I started to feel that way. Like all Mm -hmm. of a sudden 47th street started to pop off Mm -hmm. and like, I was like, I got to get on my grind. Like if I don't, if I don't do something soon, like it's going to have happened.
0: Mm
2: Mm-hmm. So. That's actually interesting because not many people own houses that young or even think about getting a house at that age. You know yeah, what I mean? the so best
0: best time to um, buy a house is during a recession. Yeah. It's a buyer's market for sure. Yeah, because that's when um, yeah, prices are low and buy them now and then it appreciates over time. Yeah. 20 years old to know that though, not a lot of 20-year-olds know that. Not at all. I
1: was like a really weird Like Like I like to research Really random shit Like mm-hmm. houses were just Interesting to me Yeah Like we had moved a bunch So like every time we moved I like was researching houses Like <laughs> I had some opinion Or like <laughs> Like my parents Were gonna listen to me I'm like Ooh the MLS This house was nice And they were like That's fine We're not even living In that area I'm like This one has a bathroom Attached to the bedroom I like that And they're like You're cute You have no say in this I took a tour of that house And <laughs> you know, the walls were they're just like, way too thick why are you going there's in the houses cabinet, <laughs> there's,
0: there's a cabinet right there like.
1: <laughs> like the wainscoting on this is gorgeous yeah. they're like who are you go away but, so
2: that's 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 funny man that's super yeah. funny so i want to kind of transition back into you know the sphere of entrepreneurship because alan you know this um you know this as well being an entrepreneur. It's hard. It's hard to be an entrepreneur. And even in our last episode, we had a little conversation about that. But I wanted to ask you about how you feel about being an entrepreneur here in Southwest Florida.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, entrepreneurship is the, it's, it's one of the hardest things I've, I've ever tried to tackle. Um, You know, you think you, you think you have a game plan. You think that you're going to, you know, everythings just going, like, I knew there were going to be challenges, but Mm -hmm. like literally the, the two different business models that I set out, like straight out the gate ended up not working out. Like they, they just, the, my ability to do certain things with it, mm-hmm. just the, 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 it wasn't there. So I had to completely change course. Um, but as far as in this area, I'm, I'm so grateful to be where in Southwest Florida um, because there are so many avenues for help in fostering your business. Um, there's the small business development center over at FGCU mm-hmm. um, and Cape Coral business. Um, their, their chamber of commerce, is one of the strongest in the area, um, and uh, they also work with the SBDC as well. Um, and then now we have uh, Connective and Second Muse over mm-hmm. at the Collaboratory, and like it's it's a it's literally a small business incubator and like entrepreneurship, like like leadership skills, and and they help you with. Um, they just want to see this area thrive. So they're just and those are just two of the the plethora of, of resources that we have. Um, and it's incredible. Like the amount of community support that you have here, um, the amount of like countercultures that are popping up that are really strong and supportive of each other and organically shouting each other out and showing each other love. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're... If you're not finding ways to be successful, you're not looking hard enough. And, and I had to really it's rectify true. that with myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I really had to sit down with myself and be like, okay, like, are you really taking advantage of the opportunities that are out there? Mm-hmm. Or are you just sitting there saying, like, oh, I'm struggling, oh, yeah. this is hard? Wait, wait, waiting you know? for
2: it to come to you. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I started really just showing up at everything to see what was out there.
0: Mm-hmm. Gotta make use of your time. J. Cole said it best on The Breakfast Club. Yeah. You got to make use of your time. There's nothing more valuable yeah. than your time.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I'm I'm imperfect at it. You know, like I really truly am. But I've accepted that. Like I'm I'm on a path of um, of imperfectly progressing in my life. You know, um, I I am as long as I'm progressing forward and I'm moving forward in my life, mm-hmm. then um, I know that I'm gonna make mistakes because I'm challenging myself. Mm-hmm. If I'm not making mistakes, then I'm I'm probably not. Throwing myself enough challenging things, mm-hmm. or, um, or
2: throwing your full self into it.
1: Yeah, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm trying to um, keep pushing myself and keep progressing and and be kind to myself along the way because. Man, this stuff's not easy, and, and most things that are worth having aren't.
0: It ain't easy at all. Yeah, anything worth having or worth holding is never easily obtained. You said yeah. said it. Yeah. Um, so with those mistakes, what's, what do you think has been, like, the worst experience you've been through while being an entrepreneur and with 5 e cakes, with anything? Yeah. You know, what's a crazy story that kind of really just, you felt, like, derailed, but it didn't really, you know, negatively impact you, you kept going with it, you know?
1: Yeah. You know, right, right out the gate when I started the, I I like started my business and like a couple months in, I found out that like my rotator cuff had tears. I had torn my labrum in my shoulder and like my shoulder was just jacked up. And my doctor literally sat there without realizing I just started a business Mm -hmm. that's All shoulder work, you know, um, was like, now do you think you could get an office job or like a job with computers where you're not using your shoulders so much? And I was like, I just invested in myself and started a business that requires all my shoulders and everything I've ever worked and know how to do requires my shoulders so that that was part of why i got on my health kick you know Mm -hmm. i really like i went Mm -hmm. to physical therapy i invested in in my physical health um so i could sustain um i also really switched my game plan up Mm -hmm. um so that i was i was creating things that i could also delegate to people Mm -hmm. that it wasn't all just custom stuff that was on me because if if you are the only person that can do the things in your business and your business is only going to grow as far as you yeah and, um, you know, I had some really smart people sit down and tell me, like, you got to be able to de- got to be thinking about delegation, automation, you know, growth, all of those things. So I started really sitting with myself and that I also went out to California to see my family. And a cake decorator who's at the top of her game, who's on TV shows and all that, is really good friends with um, my uncle. And he, I've I've admired her bakery for a super long time and her creative work. Uh, He took me for a tour of her facility to meet her, and she basically tried to talk me out of doing what I was doing oh, um, wow. in front of my uncle, my grandma, and my husband, who was already like seeing me work around the clock and seeing me have sleepless nights to try that's to get pretty, stuff done. That's pretty
0: awkward. Yeah. I, it
1: was, but I, I respect her for it because mm-hmm. she was being really, really honest with me about mm-hmm. what I was walking into. Yeah, And I came home from that and, you know, Part of me at that moment when it was happening felt defeated, but part of me, um, but then I came home and I really thought about what she said. I sat in my bakery and really thought about what I wanted and what I was trying to do. And I I really took it to heart and I restructured Mm -hmm. and I'm grateful for it. Because if I had stayed on the path that I was going out of pride, Mm -hmm. um, man, I would still be, I would be, it would have been over yeah I, I would have I would have burnt myself out and and it wouldn't have because the the stuff she was telling me was really smart um, and and was very very real and blunt mm-hmm. and I, I like that. And like, take the emotion out of it, and just tell me the facts that I'm walking into. Now, some of it was a little bit harsher. That mm-hmm. you know, some of it was like her hardened things that she was going through. But um, I was able to really figure, take what I liked, and leave the rest, mm-hmm. and really apply what was necessary for for me to grow in the right ways, and me to be smart about it. Because some of it was stuff that I was already feeling. I just was like no, this is just entrepreneurship. This is just being a new... And she was like, no, that's not going to go away. That's just part of this business model. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So I'm going a, I'm to a re-strategize and I'm going to get a better business model. <laughs> and that's what I did, you know. And, and now I have one that works better for me that I'm moving forward but with. You st-
0: but you still constantly go through some struggles being... In, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So you become immune to it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, you know. And, and I think being... Um, Having a really well laid out um, plan, but also being ready to be flexible and pivot, and pivot if you need to, and mm-hmm. not letting pride stop you from making smart decisions.
0: What's the best way somebody can take criticism? Because you took it pretty well.
1: Um. Not letting it be personal, Mm -hmm. you know, and and really take what you like and leave the rest. Sometimes people's criticism is coming from something internally within them, but sometimes it is something that's factual and real, and and you need to think about where it's coming, how how it can be internalized in you. Mm -hmm. Um, Because sometimes things feel critical when it's something you already feel insecure about, Mm -hmm. and if you already feel insecure about it, it's probably because... You're not really being honest with yourself about how much you're putting into it, how much you really enjoy it um, or any of that kind of stuff. So, you know, I always tell people, um, even when I'm talking to people like, take what you like and leave the rest. If I offer you if you ask me something and I offer you advice on it, if it Mm -hmm. doesn't work for you. Mm-hmm. Don't take it. It's no sweat <laughs> off my back. Like I don't know your whole life. I barely right. know my whole life, and I don't know what's best exactly for me at all times.
0: You're learning by yourself every day. Yeah, You're something different by yourself every day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So how could I possibly know what's right for somebody else? So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's that's how I, I deal with criticism the best is, you know, I take what I like and I leave the rest. If it's relevant, I'll try to I'll try to take the truth in that. But if it's not, then. I might just be how you feel about you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I hear that a lot, too. Like, take everything that you hear from people with a grain of salt simply because you don't know what they're going through. They may just be venting and they don't even know it. Yeah. Um, But you're familiar with our podcast, so you know at the end of our podcast, we typically ask our guests to make a toast to Southwest Florida. So it's come to that time where we're going to ask you that question. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. All right. So... If you can give a toast to the people of Southwest Florida, what message would you want to leave to them?
1: I, I want to really thank the people of Southwest Florida. Um, you are a constant source of inspiration, of guidance, of um, joy for me. Um, especially in the communities that I surround myself with, whether it be the creative communities that inspire um, so much of my collaboration and creativity that give me avenues to um, dance, to hear great music, to be inspired in ways that I had no idea my life was possible with. I get to do things like be on a podcast that like I had <laughs> no idea I always wanted to do. Eee. I always wanted to do, but was like, yeah. never thought that that's where my life would be. Mm-hmm. And and now it's possible, which mm-hmm. makes me dream in ways that are whole new levels mm-hmm. of awesomeness. Mm-hmm. Um You know, but thank you so much for the guidance you give me, the inspiration you give me, and the motivation you give me to keep leveling up my game, keep attacking what I'm trying to to do because I know it's possible. Um, Because y'all prove to me every day that it's possible. And I am eternally grateful for all of you.
0: Eternally grateful. Yeah, I and mean, we're grateful for everybody listening and mm-hmm. everybody who's listened to this episode. Appreciate mm-hmm. y'all. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you, Favi. Appreciate you, I appreciate Nick. You Shout guys to EQ so much. Recording Multimedia as yep, well. Yep, yep. Yep. Yes. Where, where? So, where do they follow you? How can they get their stuff catered?
1: All right. So you can um, hit me. You can call my phone number, um, the Favi Cakes phone number, 239 313 1429. You can hit me up on Instagram, um, Favi, C- at Favi Cakes LLC, or at Bad Fifi underscore eight. Um, you can also message me on Facebook with um, Favi Cakes LLC. But yeah.
0: And get your delicious, Come scrumptious amazing that sweets goodness. trust me trust me i am not just saying this oh you're just promoting this i know i've experienced <laughs> these sweets you're i'm so telling sweet. you i am telling you right now <laughs> whoever is listening Go to e Cakes. I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling Yo. you. You will think later. Trust me. You're welcome. You're welcome and in you're so advance. you so sweet I'm telling you me. right now. I love it. I love it. Nah, nah. I'm not even trying, to, but I'm serious. It's worth the hype. Right, worth right, the hype. Right, I'm going to hold you back,
2: bro. I'm going <laughs> to hold you back. back. Yeah, oh, I'm going to get you restrained back. again <laughs> like, like that
0: one time. Yeah. I'm, Yo. Sorry, I'm yeah, I love sugar. I love sugar. I mean, I've obviously cut down, but... Yo, I get it. I get I it. Man. You. I get I it. it would be like that. it would be like that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm your I'm sorry. cake I got dealer. Sorry. I'm your
1: pastry <laughs> pusher. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and,
2: and if you and if everybody listening, if you guys want to follow us, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Toast to the Goodfellas That's uh, at Toast and then the number two, The Goodfellas. You, we're on Twitter at T was it T2G? Oh no, T2Goodfellas because it's, it's brand new. Uh, you could go to our website www.toasttothegoodfellas.com We have all our podcasts there. We have all more information. About me and Alan, if you want to get to know us, you can follow all of our guests that have been on the podcast and all of their information is on there as well. Alan, another quality episode. I in the appreciate
1: books. you guys so much. Yeah, I know the vibe. Absolutely, Fabi, yeah, we appreciate vibes. you. Well,
0: what? Hey, we out. Stay warm out there, y'all. Stay warm. It's, so it's like cold. 60 degrees, but you know, I'm cold. <laughs> it's like
1: 30 out there. Yeah, yeah. Peace. I.